0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode seven of Soft Skills Engineering, the podcast where we discuss the non technical side of software development, the everything else. I'm your host, Dave Smith. And I am also your host, Jameson Dance. And together we are I was thinking Soft like a Soft Skills
1: <laughs> Engineering. <laughs> I was thinking like a Voltron thing there. That's what I was thinking too, actually. Uh is there a button on Skype to do that?
0: The Voltron button?
1: Yeah. I just pressed a button. We'll see if we turn into a Voltron. So to to kick off the show, you may have noticed a just a lack of music, a lack of intro music. It just kind of starts, and we want to change that. We want some intro music for the show, but we're not sure what to put there. Um, so we're asking you for suggestions. Do you have any music you think would be a good intro for the podcast? Uh, we don't really have any genres or anything. It should just mm-hmm. just be good music. I think we're even willing to use like, doesn't have to be royalty free or anything. I think we're we're counting mm-hmm. on fair use to you can just say fair use and then like get away with anything, right? <laughs> That's what I do when I speed in my car. Officer, it's yeah. fair use. Fair use. I shoplifted these Cheetos, but it's fair use. <laughs> but anyways, so send and us your suggestions. We'd love if to people
0: don't send suggestions, what will we do, Jameson? Soft skills engineering. <laughs> yeah. The best
1: podcast in the world.
0: Yeah, if if you don't want to listen to that, (laughs) send us a suggestion for music. Yeah. All right. So, um, Jameson, you want to read our first question today? I sure do. How do I quit my job? What's the process? How do
1: I avoid burning bridges? What will my employer expect from me? And how do benefits work? So just kind of a general, I want to quit. What do I do? How does it work? How to do it well.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So I usually, I think rage quit is the best way to do it. And the more ragey the better. Yep. (laughs) Do you have
1: any of those air horns that you can play? (laughs) Or, oh, what if? Yep. Yep. Okay. I got it. You fill up a bucket full of water, attach a string to it, set it on top of the door, go into your office, ask your boss to come in. (laughs) They open the door. It just dumps out all over their head. And you record it and it's also the ice bucket challenge. So then you force them to donate oh, to Oh gosh,
0: we have gone way off the rails. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: yeah. And then you say, you just got punked. <laughs> so I've never actually done that. I've done everything short of the ice bucket. Yeah. But you did punk
1: someone and submit it to MTV's <laughs> punk uh, Do
0: Good. Do you just go in and say, I'm quitting? Do you write it on a piece of paper? Maybe slip a post-it note under the door? What do you do? Send an email, text?
1: Yeah, here's how ideal, perfect Jameson would handle it. I would go into my manager and schedule a meeting with them, and then tell them, "Hey, I'm I'm quitting. I'm giving my two weeks notice. Uh, that's it. And just hand the ball back to them. Not not be ragey. Not um, not do it over a text message. But and I think it's important to
0: do it over person in person. Their first question is going to be, "Oh, what's going on? Like that's probably going to shock them. You know, maybe not, but in many cases, yes. And how do you respond to that?
1: Uh, I would tell them what my concerns are. As long as my concerns aren't,
0: I don't like working with you. (laughs) (laughs) So some things you would withhold, I think is what you're saying.
1: Yeah. I, I think my style is I usually quit when I have, I feel like I've learned all I can learn or I'm just kind of, I, I've, I lack motivation now. I'm just not excited about the team or the product anymore. So it's not a huge shocker, I think, most of the time, because, mm-hmm. because you can just kind of tell I'm not as, as pumped about working there anymore. Uh, and, and I also think I, I'll usually have one or two conversations before the I quit conversation just to see, because sometimes there's a thing you can do to change it. You can switch teams or switch projects. Or yeah. Yeah. Get a raise or I don't know
0: yeah, find what's what's actually wrong and try to fix that. You know, quitting mm-hmm. is a last resort, usually. Now, you know, sometimes it's uh, the right thing to do and just move on. But um, in those situations, I found that's usually not the best time to have like a nice heart-to-heart conversation about what needs to improve in the organization, because usually your manager is going to be in a bit of a state of shock at that point. That's you know? a good point. And, and so you might just want to be like, yeah, you know what, just we can talk about it more later or whatever. Maybe you go in on a Friday afternoon, let them sit on it over till Monday and they can talk more. That's yeah. And also most people are not
1: cool under pressure. I think I said what ideal Jameson would do, but real Jameson, they would ask me, Well, what's wrong? And I'd be like, I uh, uh, I don't know and just like freeze <laughs> up under the the appearance of conflict. So oh, yeah, yeah. It would be it would be hard to coherently express concerns at that point.
0: Yeah, certainly. And and realistically, if you've decided for sure that you're quitting, um, it's it's just not really the environment to sit down and say, well, you know, you need to change these three things and then I'll be happy because mm-hmm. then you're giving the message that your manager can do those three things and then you will stay. But if yeah. you've really decided to quit, you need to be pretty clear that I'm leaving. And um, yeah, we can talk about feedback later, but I'm definitely leaving. Yeah. You, but also you need to know going into that conversation. Know that you're leaving, or know the feedback. Yeah, no, you need. Yeah, you need to know if you're really solid on leaving. And I recommend yeah. you either be really solid on leaving, or just don't leave. Like, if you're not willing to go have that conversation, <laughs> then you probably aren't ready to quit.
1: I I think it's. Do you think it's bad to say, I'm I'm concerned about working here, and I'm thinking about quitting, and then use the and then use that to kind of work out some problems. Well,
0: that that depends on the company. So, you know, last episode I mentioned how I was. I felt pretty naive. And the reason I mention that is because I have worked for excellent companies who are very good to their people. And so I feel like I could say that. But I've had friends who have worked for companies where if you say that, you're fired. So Mm -hmm. um, you'll have to judge the (laughs) company and the quality of your manager to know, like, can I have this conversation with that kind of The uh, free food in the cafeteria has just been a little stale the last couple of days. It's really getting... (laughs) You're fired! (laughs) You don't like that free food we give you?
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah, I I think, yeah, I'm going to change my ideal answer. That's what I would ideally do. I would ideally talk to them and say, this stuff is really getting me down. And I don't know if I'm going to stick around forever if this is how it is, but it's not I'm quitting right now. It's like, sure, sure. The, the warning shot. Um, it's also you want to, or I think you want to make sure that that's not a threat. You're not saying you better fix this crap or I'm going to yeah. quit. Yeah, you don't want um, to create
0: a hostage situation.
1: Yeah, like give me a raise or I'm gone or something like that, even though that's a valid economic exchange and they pay you in return for your service and you want more money and that's a way to get it. I think it, it would change the tenor of your relationship and it might be hard to have a a healthy thing yeah. where they, they feel like you've been holding this club over them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly.
1: What if you get mad again? Then you're going to threaten to quit again and derail some yeah. project and I don't yeah. know. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, at the very least, you run the risk of being labeled as toxic or threatening um, if you do that in our industry. Now, in other industries, I think this is actually a little more commonly practiced. The idea of going to get a counteroffer by threatening to quit or by actually getting another offer and then holding it as leverage to get a uh, better pay or better situation at work. Um, In our industry, I don't see that very much from developers, and I think it's looked down upon by most company leadership.
1: Now, I have seen advice that says you should be interviewing regularly every X months or something just Mm -hmm. to kind of know what's out there. Do you think that falls under this? What if you go interview just because you want to? You want to see if there's somewhere else you could be happy. And then you see something that seems like it could be a good fit.
0: That's exactly how I have changed jobs almost every time. So, you know, I definitely think people should interview semi-regularly, at least if nothing else to stay in the practice of it, because it can be really intimidating and stressful. But if you do it and there's no pressure to actually get a job, like because you already have a job that you don't hate. um, And if it turns out to be really awesome, then why not? You know, that happens. And that's great. And I think if you go to your company and say, look, I just found this other opportunity and it's amazing and I feel like I can't pass it up, then you're on great footing and and um, you probably do want to take that job. I mean, that's a win for you. But do you think that falls into the
1: same? No, no. I got an offer. No. Match it, it or well, else, it, it all depends
0: on how you handle it. I mean, if you have no intention of uh, staying at your job, but... Well, let's see. That's not a good way to put it. If you are going to interview for the purpose of getting an offer so that you can get a raise, then yeah, don't do that. I'm not cool with that.
1: What? I got to do the old devil's advocate thing. Why not? Please do. If if, If you could go make more money somewhere else- doesn't that reflect your true value? And shouldn't you see if you could get your current job to to reflect that true value?
0: You can do that without holding the club over their head. I mean, if you go to them and say, look, I know that in the market, I'm worth this much money per year. Mm -hmm. um, And just say that without having to have a hostage and a gun to the hostage's head. Mm -hmm. um, You can do that. And I think it's a healthy exchange. But if you go in with the offer, uh, for whatever reason, culturally or otherwise, that just comes across as um, mercenary, let's say. Almost as if they're paying you to do a job,
1: like a mercenary.
0: <laughs> like a mercenary gets paid. <laughs> Everyone not to knows, James, and you're supposed to work because you believe in the mission of the company, not because they're paying you. Come on. Yeah, they pay you.
1: That's just like a happy accident. <laughs> yeah, the money. <laughs> it's,
0: oh, I get paid too. <laughs> nice. Oh, <laughs> gravy. I get to do
1: these Jira tickets, and I get money. <laughs> awesome. I I want to tell a brief story about probably the crappiest way I've quit a job. Uh, it was my this was my last job while I was still in college. So I was working part-time and I I was really stressed out about finals. So I asked to cut back on my hours, um, to focus more on school and and not be as stressed out. And cutting back on my hours made me realize like, Hey, I hate it there. (laughs) I'm happier the less I work there, even though I get less money. And then I just went and quit after that. And that wasn't I feel bad about it because I feel like I wasn't honest with them saying, hey, I, I am going to quit. It was kind of like a, can you make this uh, this concession for me? And they kind of did it to to make sure I was happy and could do well in school. And then it led to me quitting. So Kind of blew up in their that. face a little bit. Well, it, it, no, I mean, I was way happier. It, it worked out for the <laughs> best for, for them anyway. <laughs> but for them, I feel bad that they made this effort. And then I
0: was like, hey, thanks for that. See ya. Um, long-term, do you feel like it hurt them really bad to have you do that?
1: I don't know. They're, they're still around. So it didn't crush the bad. company. Yeah. <laughs> the, the weight of my intern level programming power is <laughs> missing from them. Did not.
0: Our intern quit. We're folding. Call the yeah. investors. Oh no. <laughs> Who will add semicolons to this JavaScript file now? <laughs> I didn't it's, do that. That's a really good point because I remember my first job out of college. I quit after 18 months and I just agonized over it because the team that I was leaving had been together for literally decades. And I felt like I, it was personal. You know, like I'm stabbing this team in the back. Um, but at the end of the day, it was fine. And my manager yep. actually sat down with me and I, because I was agonizing in, per, in front of him. And, and finally, he said, look, this team will be fine without you, Dave. Don't worry. It's going to be okay. And I was like, ah, release. <laughs> you <know? laughs> you're not even that great, Dave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know you think you're a superstar, but.
1: <sighs> so did we said the two weeks notice thing, right? That's kind of standard.
0: Yeah, I think that is pretty standard, although I don't think you have a legal obligation to give two weeks. That is the professional standard courtesy to give. Some companies expect you to do more, and and I think we've talked about this before, but a friend of mine worked for a company that actually required 90 days uh, of notice, and it was in their employment contract because they really had some pretty serious technical um, stuff, and so they wanted you to pair with someone for 90 days as you transitioned out. And so, I don't know. I don't even know if that's legal.
1: <laughs> you would just get 90 days of crappy work out of me if, <laughs> if that was required. I <laughs> I, I have a hard time being really motivated when the reason I'm quitting is usually because I lack motivation <laughs> to work there anymore. Mm-hmm. So, if it was this long, drawn-out process, I I mean, I wouldn't just, like, show, play video games all day. But sure, I, I would have a hard time with that. So, you mentioned two weeks' notice, and that's kind of the standard thing is professional courtesy. Why... Why should you maintain that standard? Like what what's in it for you to to be courteous and
0: all Well, that you're stuff? not I think sometimes we say professional courtesy and we think to the company, but let's take it a little more personal. It's a courtesy to your team. If you just bail out on your team, maybe you're in the middle of some work, someone's going to have to pick that up. But 2 weeks gives you time to wrap up what you're doing, transfer knowledge and help your team not be left in a lurch. So I think that's where that came from and what's in it for you is uh is that, you know, you're being nice to your team who you hopefully have respect for and like and don't want them to suffer as a result of your leaving.
1: Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's it's more, uh, it's almost self-interest where you're trying to leave a good impression on the people you worked with so that you'll be more likely to, to work with them. Yeah, I think so. That makes sense. So that's how you quit. Yep. <laughs> with sunglasses on.
0: <laughs> I'm out of here.
1: Yep. Great. Do you want to read our second question, Dave?
0: Yeah, sure. This one is, really personal, and I love it, so let's talk. I'm worried my job is not meaningful. Am I just cranking out code for, quote, sorry, am I just cranking out code for, quote, the man? What can I do to get more meaning out of my job? What is the meaning of meaning? It's meta. (laughs) Uh, Yeah,
1: so does this, do you think that you need to be motivated by the product that you produce as in I'm working for some company that makes it easier to find sources of clean I don't know you make some some doodad you stick in the ground that creates clean water right that's cool like that can benefit people you could see it helping out in, in disaster situations or impoverished countries or something like that do you is is that how you find meaning or is are there other ways that you could find meaning at work
0: I think that's what we think of most of the time when we think of meaning is how valuable to humanity is the product that I'm building. Mm -hmm. And I also think it's really hard to find a job that you can say, this job's product is uber meaningful to the world. Yeah. Why
1: is that? I mean, we work for money and most of the stuff that we we build as developers is stuff people are paying for, either directly or indirectly. Mm -hmm. Why doesn't that align with with things that we consider meaningful.
0: I don't know, but I mean, well, I guess if you define meaning as changing the world in some significant way, um, there's only so many different people that can change the world in a big, significant way, right? Or else yeah. it'd just be constant churn.
1: Somebody has to write the mainframe app that their bank uses so that they can write checks to pay people to change the world in a significant an excellent way. excellent
0: point. And they're, you know, an insurance company has to insure the the charity that produces clean water for everyone, you know?
1: Yep. And then someone has to optimize the CPM on the ads that you click on to sign up for insurance for that company.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's really interesting. Else you put we would that be way. doomed. <laughs> Without the ad click revenue, the insurance couldn't insure your clean water company. I, and then, yeah, and we wouldn't have all this free stuff that we get to use. You know, I haven't really thought of it. It's like the transitive property of meaning. But, you know, at the end of the day, at some point, you are building something meaningful directly or indirectly. Yeah. Now, in some cases, you're just absolutely scum. Like, if you're, <laughs> you know, like if you're building like, you know, a tool that... Uh, like as a doomsday device that will be used to kill off <laughs> humanity or something. Like, there's really no meaning in that. <laughs> Not the way I define meaning, anyway. Patriotism, man. You're killing off the bad parts of humanity. <laughs> someone can find meaning in that, I guess.
1: Yeah, I guess Yeah. Um, I I think yeah. So you you could look at it as you're indirectly supporting. It's like armies have. This is a weird metaphor because it's very militaristic. But in armies there's a very small number of people that are actually the frontline soldiers that fight mm-hmm. and there's this huge pyramid of people supporting them doing logistics okay. or 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 like base building or medical staff or supplies or just all kinds of stuff that isn't like mm-hmm. using a weapon against someone um so if if you think of the people doing the like pure good for the world work as as on top of that pyramid then you could find meaning in supporting that. That's hmm, kind of what I, you were saying yeah, earlier.
0: Yeah, I think that's a pretty interesting way to look at it. I had not really considered that angle. I am the base of the pyramid. <laughs> well, and which side is that? Is that the side that pulls the trigger or the side that uh, does the ad, the ad click revenue? <laughs> the ad click revenue. No, I don't work for an
1: ad click revenue company. But those so, uh, those provide money to people. Absolutely.
0: So the, uh, the the big question I think many people ask is, do I get meaning from the paycheck that I take home every day or is there intrinsic meaning in the work that I perform every day? What is it for you, Jameson?
1: I think it's a mix. I would I would say there are positive benefits to the world for the from the work that I do. Um but it, there's also definitely a paycheck that I get and and I mm-hmm. find a lot of joy and satisfaction in stuff I do outside of work. Mm-hmm. Um so it was so yeah, it's kind of a mix. I I think for me it's it's more like I have to be convinced that there isn't a, a bad <laughs> outcome to the world. Sure. And, then, and then I can find a lot of meaning in the day-to-day work of working well with the team or, or helping a customer be happier or mm-hmm. um, like delivering something that's just of quality no matter what the actual oh, cool. output is. Just being producing something good that I'm proud of, I
0: guess. Oh, that's cool. It's like take pride in the output regardless of like how world changing it is. Yeah.
1: So yeah, the the stuff I work on is kind of like back off. It's mostly enterprise software, which Uh um, has a a stigma sometimes of being just like, it's just some form that some bureaucratic person uses somewhere, but (laughs) it, it can make a difference in people's job satisfaction and how well they're able to do their job. So.
0: Yeah, that's, that's what I like too, um, is I try to think of the stories of the people who are using the product I'm building. To me, the most demoralizing situation is when I build something and no one uses it. Yeah. Um, and I've actually left jobs because of that. I'm like, this stuff just keeps getting shelved, you know? Yeah. Um, but even so, in so you that mean it, it never
1: gets deployed or it gets yeah. thrown out into the market and it just isn't isn't a thing people care about.
0: No, like it, well, this is in the defense contractor industry so it was like being funded but not actually super useful. Okay. And so it didn't, you know, it was it was less like a failed experiment and more like doomed from day one, you know. Yeah, so
1: so in this metaphor, you are at the bottom of the pyramid and instead of a soldier on top, there's like some politician who got like A donation to his campaign from a (laughs) lobbyist or something yeah and has to check a box to say that it went to a developer you know yes
0: this is science research and but it'll never see the light of day you know that kind of thing yeah but but even in that situation i think people can derive satisfaction from forming relationships with their team members and taking pride in building something quality even if it doesn't get used now I, i don't want to do that but you still can find meaning in those little things i think
1: yeah and probably the vast majority i mean part of the pyramid metaphor is the top of the pyramid is very much smaller than the bottom mm-hmm. the the people working for nonprofit open source foundations are uh, very visible but they're that they're a small in number i would say compared to the people doing mm-hmm. just general line of business software somewhere that gets gets paid for and makes them money
0: so going back to the money versus meaning Thing okay. um, I, I had a nice lesson handed to me by life. Um, just about last year, I was working on a contract that I had just signed. It was a freelance gig that I don't normally do, but when the price tag is really big, I take these contracts because I'm like, "Hey, big money! You know, I love money." Mm-hmm. Um, and I was about a week into the contract, and I found myself at home reading a book to my daughter at night, and. I'm laying there reading to her and I realized, oh man, I have been reading for a while. I need to stop this and go work on that contract because it's worth so much money per hour that I put into it. And I had this inner conflict and I was like, you know what? I don't want to do it. I would rather sit here and read to my daughter. Like, this is a precious moment to me. And I realized at that moment that the money component of things is not the big motivator for me. I love making lots of money. Like, that's what I want to do. But at the end of the day, it wasn't this huge motivator. And so I got this nice lesson just handed to me that it wasn't that important. And then the week later, I actually canceled the rest of the contract. Hmm. Um, And I think a lot of times we don't introspect like that. But once in a rare while, we get this little you know, experiment handed to us. And then the outcome is really telling.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a great story. That's a, I feel like everyone needs a moment like that sometime in their life where you kind of examine what you're doing and say, this is like my life. This is what I'm putting my time into. Is this what I actually want Mm -hmm. to put my time into? And sometimes Mm -hmm. the answer is yes. Absolutely, um, yeah. If 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 that was serving some goal that was really important to you, like maybe you're trying to save up a nest egg to launch some dream sure. company or something, then yeah, often there's some periods of sacrifice where we give up some time doing other stuff we love. But
0: absolutely, and I'm I hope people don't take that the wrong way and think, well, if you don't read to your children and instead work, then you're a bad person. No, I mean life's full of trade offs, and I've traded off in the other direction before.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's more like being being explicit with those trade offs. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you go work for a company that you're not in love with their mission, but you it helps advance your career goals somehow. It lets yeah, you meet people yeah. or it gives you experience building the kind of things you want to build or yep. pays you really well and allows you the freedom to do something different later on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you
1: could find meaning in those things. So I guess to sum up the answer, like I'm worried my job is not meaningful. You can find meaning in in lots of ways and also maybe you need to quit your job and do the stuff we talked about last question. Yes, see
0: question one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what a convenient lineup. <laughs> I guess we did it in the wrong order though. <laughs> yeah. Be dissatisfied first, quit second. Yes. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, but there are things you can do to find satisfaction in, in where you are and just make sure that you're, you're aware of those trade-offs, I guess is, is what I got from your answer, Dave. I think so. Cool. You answered. You did it. Question answered. Nice. There should be, oh. What's that law and order noise? That like, (laughs) dun-dun. We need one of those. We need a soundboard to play when the question is answered.
0: (laughs) That's such a good idea. Justice
1: has been served this day. (laughs) Great. I think that
0: about wraps up our episode. Where can people find out more about us? The best place to find out about us is on Twitter, where you can find us at Soft Skills Eng is our Twitter handle. If you have a question that you'd like to ask, we would love to hear from it. We've actually been getting more and more questions over the last a couple of weeks, which has been fantastic. Thank you for that. And you can send us a direct message or you can just tweet us out in the open where everyone can see. Either way, we will be happy to add your question to our backlog.
1: Yeah. yep.
0: Yeah, we'd love to hear from you We'd love to, to answer your questions,
1: both poorly and excellently. That's right. We'll do both, sometimes in the same sentence. Poor is when I answer and excellent is when Dave answers. So <laughs> yeah. We will combine <laughs> them. Awesome. Thank you very much for listening. We'll talk to you next week.
0: Farewell.